Welcome to AI Driven, a podcast about using AI for business. AI Driven is produced and hosted by Cognistics, an AI company based in Pittsburgh with offices in the US, Latin America, and Asia. Welcome to AI Driven. I'm Patty Maldonado. Joining me today is Justin Waltrip. Uh, Justin's a data scientist at Cognistics. Welcome, Justin. Hi, Patty. It's great to be back. So today we're going to be talking about answer engines. And this is something that I really wanted to have you address because I've seen so many platforms pop up with offering AI, offering AI services, integrating AI into what they already do. And it's a bit overwhelming. And I've noticed that the one of the buzzwords or the buzz phrases, I guess, is answer engines. And I thought, well, what what's an answer engine and what's how is that different than what we already have when you think of search engines? So I was hoping that maybe you could take on this task of telling us what is an answer engine? Yeah, uh, of course. So an Answer engines have become a lot more popular as a term, uh, mostly because the language models that power a lot of them and the AI that that is used has become a lot more powerful and has kind of crossed that threshold where it's actually suitable for just everyday people to gain quite a bit of value from using these systems. And so let's take one step back. Uh, There's kind of three different ways that you could get information from something. So one is the most straightforward. It's like a search engine. You can think of just Google search. And so search engines, they crawl the internet, they catalog all of the pages that they find, and then they rank that content based on whatever the user types in the search box. And so it's aiming at providing you information in the form of just finding relevant sources. So when I search cute dog pictures on Google search, it will just show me a bunch of different websites that other people besides Google have made that might have that um, those pictures or that media on there. And so on the other end of the spectrum is a chat bot. And so you can think of this like ChatGPT, where if you type in a question like, who won the World Series in 2001, uh, it's going to just give you an answer. And a lot of times it doesn't actually show you where that answer is coming from. It just says, here's the answer. And you could certainly use a a search engine to go try to find those sources. Uh, But usually when someone's using a chatbot, they're really just interested in getting that information directly. And those systems kind of have that knowledge built into them that they've already learned from the training process. And so finally, we actually get back to the topic of answer engines. And those are kind of somewhere in between the two of these systems. So it's not quite a search engine where it's only providing sources. And it's not quite a chatbot where the chatbot is directly answering your question. But it is going to provide these nuanced relevant and cited content uh, in response to a user's query that 
aims to answer your question in a more direct way while still providing the ability to the user to kind of validate and see where that answer is actually coming from. So you can think of them as kind of search engines in spirit, but with these chatbot capabilities that have gotten so much more powerful in the last year. So the other question, the next question was, you know, why are answer engines so useful and why have they become so popular? I think you kind of, you know, alluded to that. Can you expand on um, the appeal of them? Yeah. So answer engines are, because of the qualities we just talked about, really good at uncovering insights from large volumes of unstructured data. So there's a lot of big words in there, but unstructured data just means anything that is not in a very strict format. And so you can think of a PDF or a scanned document as unstructured data because that information can be presented in a lot of different ways on the page. And it's not, you don't always know, oh, I'm going to look at like this cell in a table to find the information I'm looking for. It might be at the top of the page, on the bottom, it might be handwritten text, it might be in an image. All of that falls under the category of unstructured data. And when you have a lot of that, finding information and kind of synthesizing the information to actually do something useful with that becomes much more difficult when you have a lot of unstructured data. And so answer engines are really efficient at finding this information and then presenting it to you in a way that you can actually make important decisions using that information. Uh, And this applies especially to non-traditional forms of media. So you could think of audio and video as two forms of media that, that contain information but they're very difficult to search through. If you have a lecture video that's two hours long and only one little five-second piece has the information that you're looking for, it could take you a whole two hours to sit there and watch or listen to that media to actually find that. And so answer engines have the unique property that they're able to search through this information as well, this multimedia content, and still find that very specific piece of information very quickly, which allows you to to kind of get on with your day and and do what you need to do. So that being said, I can, you know, I can see the usefulness of an answer engine. Now, how can a business use an answer engine and should they invest in something like that? Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons that an actual business might want to use an answer engine. And so there's the, the straightforward uh, reason, which is the, the more time that your employees spend just searching for information, the less time they have to, to do other more productive things for your business. And so if you can make your employees more efficient, that's going to end up giving you more money at the, at the end of the year. They're going to be able to be more productive and hopefully um, help the business help the business's bottom line. But then there are other kind of more subtle reasons that a business might also want to use an answer engine. And one is that it is potentially more powerful 
than either just a search engine or this kind of manual information retrieval. Because, so let's think of an example where someone is not an expert in a very technical domain. Let's just pick uh, the medical domain. An employee needs to understand something about a certain medical condition or disease, but they aren't a doctor. They don't know uh, the technical terminology for this domain, but they still need to find that information. And so one thing that's really useful with answer engines is that they have these AI capabilities where if you ask a question in natural language, so just ask it the way that you know how to and just kind of describe the information that you're looking for, the AI can do almost like a translation where they take your query in just natural language and convert it to something that makes more technical sense. And so they can find the relevant information, even in this much more dense technical content, uh, without you having to understand all of that. And then once you get the, that information back, say it points you to a couple different sources and says, here's where I think you might be able to find the answer to the question that you're looking for. It can also help you understand that information. So you can ask the AI maybe to explain that information in a way that makes more sense to you. Or if one part of it is confusing, you can ask for clarification. And so it can actually help you post-process the information that you've retrieved to make it uh, more understandable to someone who's not necessarily an expert in that domain. And so for businesses, this is also really powerful because you don't have to hire an expert or some kind of contractor to find this information. And it makes all of the employees in your company kind of uh, much more powerful because they can access all of this information that wasn't necessarily available to them before. So what's the technology behind an answer engine? We know it's AI, but can you expand on you know, the kind of AI? Is it like what's being used for chat GPT? Is it something different? Yeah, so uh, I would say ChatGPT is probably the most powerful part of that, and, and not ChatGPT specifically, but the large language models. They're called transformer models, uh, which have become considerably more powerful in the last year or so. That's really what's enabled this um, technology to really cross that threshold of being useful for everyday people, mostly because it has these properties of being able to synthesize information in a way uh, that is really useful to people. And it's also able to reason in some situations where it can maybe look at two different pieces of information and decide uh, how to resolve conflicts or which information is more important. And that really enables these systems to uh, speak to users in a way that actually resonates with them. Uh, but there are a lot of other components and other technologies that empower these systems that have been around for, for many more years. So there's things like uh, semantic search and embeddings where you are able to, if you have a lot of information, you're able to see which 
pieces of that document are the most similar to the question that you're asking. And that doesn't necessarily require a big language model. You're just looking at the similarity of your question and the similarity of the document in terms of that language to be able to find the most similar pieces of the document that you might be able to use for these much more intense um, question answering tasks down the road. So there are a lot of different components here um, that all build together to make this answer engine really powerful. Now, you mentioned, you know, asking the question and using natural language. Does it learn? So in other words, you know, the more you ask and the more you engage with uh, an answer engine, and I guess it really depends on each answer engine, but can it learn so that Um, it builds on the knowledge that it has so that it answers the questions more effectively? Um, That's a good question. And it it really depends on how the system is built. So there are ways, depending on what types of models you're using, to actually fine-tune these models for either a particular domain or a particular company so that it actually becomes more effective at answering companies at answering questions for that particular domain or company. So that's one strategy. Uh, But there's also something with these language models uh, where you can also do what's called in-context learning. And so if it is able to use other questions that have already been answered and might be marked as correct, and you can think of this like a frequently asked questions section, like an FAQ, If it finds a similar FAQ question to the one that the user is asking, it might be able to use that FAQ to more effectively answer user questions. And because this FAQ might change over time, might become better or expand as more questions are added to it, that's kind of like this system is learning because over time, it grows that library and becomes more effective and more accurate at answering these types of questions. Cool. So all that being said, does Cognistics have an answer engine? Yeah. So we don't usually use the the specific phrase uh, for our product, but Square, uh, which is something we've talked about on the podcast before, is, is an answer engine. Uh, its goal is a little bit different from chatbots and a little bit different from search engines where we're aiming to answer the user's questions on their internal company documents or whatever they upload specifically to the system by not only answering the question, but also providing those sources that are critical to allow the user to actually verify that that answer is correct. So how is that empowering? Can you explain, like, you know, I know it's it's great to have your question answered, but what's um, how does pointing to the actual document enhance um, the answer? That's a great question. And I think uh, for some use cases, for some simple examples, it's really not that different because maybe the answer is so obvious that you don't even really need to verify it. But... There are situations for a lot of companies where they can't just rely on this system to be correct 100% of the time. And um, honestly, these systems aren't good enough to 
rely on 100% of the time. Uh, we've talked about hallucinations in the past uh, that language models produce, which is where they just kind of make stuff up some of the time. And that system hasn't, re- that, that problem hasn't really been resolved yet. So the important part about this answer verification process is that we're adding a human into the loop of the question answering task to allow them to verify this mm-hmm. uh, quickly. And so we can think about this, uh, we can use the example of the legal domain. So if someone asks a question about a legal contract and they get back an answer, they can't just assume that that answer is correct. That would be uh, problematic, not only from uh, the user's perspective, but also from a legal perspective. It might There might be serious implications to then answering that question incorrectly. And so the important part about this answer verification process and the reason why Square is so much better than just using a system like ChatGPT is that the human is able to get that answer quickly. And then instead of having to to scroll through that entire document, it shows them the relevant sections of that document that it used to answer the question. And the user can very quickly see that answer, see the context, and even see the highlighted section in the PDF itself to actually verify 100% that that answer is correct. So even if the system makes mistakes some of, the t- some of the time, the human is able to recognize those mistakes very easily, um, and that prevents them from using false information and leading to some kind of negative consequences down the road. Right, and that's been part of the problem with you know ChatGPT and other systems like it that it gives you an answer, but it doesn't tell you where it got the answer from. And and we've already seen that a lot of those answers can be incorrect, as you mentioned, like hallucinations. So yeah, now I, I totally get it. I totally understand the, the point of showing where that document is. Um, explain a little bit about the technology that goes into Square, because you're using what chat GPT has been using, you know, ge- uh, generative AI, but you do more than that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the generative AI component is what allows us to take the actual sources of the document and synthesize them into one cohesive response that fully answers the question for the user But there are also situations where we might not want to do that kind of synthesis. We might want to just show that answer directly in the document. Sometimes that can be much more powerful and much more useful to the user. And so we also have uh, a system called Extractive AI, and we have this labeled under our raw answers field, uh, which allows you, when you type in a query, to toggle this raw answers on, and it will only show you answers to your question that come directly from the document. And so there's no possibility for the AI to hallucinate in this situation because it's not actually generating something. It's only pointing to exactly the location in the document where it thinks the answer should be found. And this allows you to be 
really confident in the results that come back because you know that there's no possibility that it could be just making things up. Okay. That's really, this is really, really helpful. And I, you know, I've had the opportunity to uh, use Square and play around with it. And um, I, I find it really interesting and fun. And I've been wanting to upload a whole bunch of my own documents just so that I can see how it works on my stuff. But just to reiterate, Square really focuses on your documents. It's not an external search like searching the World Wide Web. It's really just searching the documents that you upload. And um, and I think what's interesting is applying these very popular, this very popular technology of uh, generative AI on your own documents is really kind of eye-opening. It, I never even figured that you could do that or would want to do it, but so, but using Square, you see the usefulness of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, um, I think that grounding in the actual documents that our, our clients provide is, is really the most important part. And I can actually give, um, a couple examples, okay. uh, to show why this is important. So, one industry that we think this kind of software is really powerful for is the restaurant industry. And especially when employees are kind of being brought onto the job in that industry, um, there's a lot of turnover. And so a lot of employees constantly need to be trained and constantly need to find information about the kind of policies in that restaurant or the fast food chain that they work at. And so Let's say an employee is on the job and they get a complaint from a customer and they don't know what the company policy is to deal with that uh, or how they should file that or um, maybe they, they do respond to that customer in the, in the moment, but maybe they don't think that they really did it in the right way and they want to know how to do it better next time. If they had access to a system like Square, they could just go into the system, they could select their internal documents, and they could just ask, what should I do if a customer files a complaint? And without looking on the entire internet and without searching everything everywhere all at once, um, it's only going to search their internal documents, their HR policies or their uh, training handbook and it's going to look in there to find the answer to that question. And it might uh, find the specific uh, section that shows them exactly how they're supposed to deal with customer complaints mm -hmm. and the things that they're supposed to say. And it allows them to do this really quickly without having to go dig these documents up and search through them. They all generally have lots of documents um, where this an answer might be found. And so that would potentially take them a long time. And, and honestly, most employees probably wouldn't do that normally. But if they have a system like this, they can do that really quickly and just get back to work um, and know that for the next time they run into that situation. Right, right. Um, and I know that Square now um, allows you to or search audio and video, which is really really powerful because not everyone can do that. Yeah. And uh, going back to the, the restaurant industry, 
if they asked that question, but that question was answered in maybe a training video that the employee had to watch when they first started the job, it would be able to search through that as well. And if the answer comes back and one of the contexts or the sources for that answer is from the video, our tool allows you to click on the link and it will bring you right to the timestamp where the video is actually talking about that particular topic. And so without having to rewatch the whole video, you can right. just watch the, the five or 10 seconds that might actually be relevant to the particular question that you're asking. I know that's, that's so great. You don't have to scroll through the video looking for that reference. It's provided for you, which is amazing. Um, how can exactly. someone learn more about Square? I mean, can we demo it yet? Um, yeah. So if you reach out to us uh, at Cognistics, we'd be happy to set up a demo with you. Um, and we've got some new stuff coming uh, in the new year uh, where we'll actually be able to provide you Square for kind of a free trial that will allow you to actually test uh, the system out on your own documents. You'll be able to upload uh, documents and ask some queries each month to kind of see and make sure that that we're telling the truth and that that the system really is uh, that transformative to your business before you actually uh, dive in and uh, set up a, a bigger system for your whole company. So yeah, and just before we uh, we finish, tell about the security of the system. You and I talked before we started recording the podcast about how some of these AI platforms. Once you start learning about them, you realize they might not be as secure as you'd like them to be. How do you, how does Square um, secured? Uh, inter- how does it secure the documents? Where is the information held? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's actually one of the first things that a lot of our potential clients um, ask us: is is basically is their data going to be secure? And we essentially follow all of the best practices in the industry about securing this data. And we use what's called a virtual private cloud, where all of the data only stays in that private cloud. And what that means is that it doesn't actually have, our system doesn't have access to just the internet. There's no way that uh, a hacker or uh, anyone who's unauthorized to use the system to access any of the underlying infrastructure that we're using. And that makes it um, really secure uh, and compliant with a lot of the security compliance regulations um, in the industry that have been set up to make sure that this type of information is super safe um, and you won't have to worry about that whenever you sign up with us. That's really, that's really good to know. So, um, Justin, thank you very much for helping me out and explaining what an answer engine is and how it works. And if anybody's interested in learning more about Square, visit cognistics.com forward slash Square. And you can always email us at info at cognistics.com and we could set up uh, a demo um, and learn more. And um, if you're really nice, maybe you'll get Justin to show you and demo the square for you. Um, Any parting thoughts before we go? I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. (laughs) That's great. Thanks so much, Justin. And um, we'll be back in another couple of weeks with more from Cognistics. 
Take care. Thanks for listening in. Learn more about how AI drives what we do at Cognistics.com.